Welcome to the Grace Point Church Podcast. Here at Grace Point Church, we believe in meeting people where they are and leading them to where God wants them to be. Join us now as we listen to this week's message. How are you guys doing today? Good. My name is Paulo. Um, and I want you to know that it's such a privilege for me to be here speaking to you today. Uh, I know Pastor Caesar, and it's, he's been a great friend to me throughout the last months that I just met him. But um, before I start, I'd like to talk a little bit about myself. Not to talk, but to show a picture for you guys about, uh, from my family. So this is my family and I, me there, my wife, my beautiful wife is here today with us, and our two kids, Valentina and Olivia. We are made in Brazil, <laughs> and we've been, living, we've been living in the U.S. for a few years so far, and uh, before we come to California, we were living in Dallas for a couple of years. And I did seminary, um, I graduated in my undergrad studies, and it was really good to be there. But when we came to California, I can tell you it's quite different from Texas. I don't know, I don't know if you've been to Texas before, but it's different, you know. And one of the things, for example, there is everywhere you go, the parking lots, they're huge, you know. And if you go to Costco, the Costco is huge. Walmart, there, there are thousands of Walmart everywhere. Fast food everywhere. I'm not a big fan of Walmart, neither fast food, okay? But I'm saying to you, just for you to know, a few difference that, differences that had in, in California and Dallas and Texas. But there was something that I noticed when I first got here, and I mentioned with my wife and a couple of friends that I have, in which it seems that here in California, people are getting angrier easier than there, especially when you're driving. I don't know why. <laughs> but, yeah, when I first came here, uh, I, I think we had just two or three days in, in San Francisco. I mean, we were in Pacifica for a couple days. And... I was looking to this guy, and I thought, okay, he's going to let me in to the lane. So I said, yeah. <laughs> you know, in Texas, we say, uh, in Texas, there is a friendly way to drive, something like that. But, okay, yeah, he's going to let me in. And he was looking. He was staring at me. And I, okay, is he going to let me in or not? So, okay, I, I moved forward a little bit, and he, he was looking at me, and he just turned to the lane, and he just um, continued, and I was like, oh, how rude, <laughs> how rude, how can you do that, so anyways, but you know what, we are learning how to love wherever God put us, especially in the season that we are living, in the season that you are living right now, know that God loves you, and he wants to teach you something, so we've been learning how to live here. But I want to mention another thing with you. A few days ago, I was, a few days ago, I was in this auto shop to get my car fixed. And when I got there, there was this customer, this customer, he was 
really mad. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. But he slammed the door. He got into his car complaining and cursing the mechanic that I thought, okay, I think the mechanic is not even listening to him. But he was cursing the mechanic. And, and he, when he tried to get out of the car shop, the auto shop, there was this other guy that was filling up the, the, the tires of his car. And he, so he was stuck. And he kept complaining. And I was there just staring, like looking at the, the, the whole scene. And I had this brilliant idea. I thought, you know what? I'm going to talk to this guy. But why? And then I, I began to, to have this inner conversation. No, because I want to calm him down. I want to, to help this guy. But then I thought, what if he gets mad at you? You know? Okay, yeah, it might happen, but the thing is that he's focusing on, I just want to st- make him stop focusing on whatever is driving him crazy. And if I can, get, if I can do that, he'll, get, he'll be fine. So this is what I did. I got up to him. Hey, man, how you doing? He looked at me. I am pissed off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't have said that. But this was what he said, and, and I said, well, you know, man, I'm so sorry. My name is Paulo, by the way. <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah. And he gave me his name, and we began to talk, and I asked, um, are you from this area? And, and he said, yeah, man, I live around here, and you know what? I deserve to be treated with respect. And so I got, okay, he was probably, he's mad because of the mechanic. I don't know what happened, but. And then I said, okay, yeah. I'm from Brazil, uh, and I lived in Dallas, and I began to talk. And out of the blue, he was, yeah, I I lived in Austin. I I know Texas, so we got connect. So we began to talk, and and we had, like, a good conversation. By the time the other guy finished filling up the tires, his tires, my new friend there was already calmed down. He was fine. He left. No more complainings. So, and then I was, after he left, I was looking and I was thinking, okay, this, I can't believe this was the guy from a few minutes earlier. You know what? These days, it's hard to deal with angry people, right? It's a challenge. It's easier to just walk away. But, for us Christians, if we, are, if we say that we are Christ's followers, we have a higher calling. And we are called to speak to people about Jesus, to tell them about Jesus. And sometimes, even, even to angry people, and sometimes you will talk to them about Jesus, but other times you will just act like Him. And people will see Jesus through your actions. And this is what I want to talk about today. Everyone, every, everyone has seen this before, right? This people, angry people talking to you. And it's something that we all deal with. But as I told you, we have a higher calling. I don't know if my... Okay, there you go. Let's read together this verse. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations... And then the end will come. 
Okay, let me give you a little bit of context. In this passage, Jesus was talking to his disciples about the signs that would follow the end. And one of these signs is that thing that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. Okay, but I want, I want, I want to uh, ask you to pay attention to me and let's break this verse in a few ways, in a few, uh, uh, like make a few, yeah, breakers. Before we get into the end, let's break the verse in a few parts. This is what I want to say. <laughs> and this gospel of the kingdom, okay, what gospel is? What kingdom, what kingdom is this? Okay, gospel is what? Good news, right? And this king and kingdom is a royal power over territory or people. Okay, but Jesus was the one who was talking about this gospel of the kingdom. And in this gospel of the kingdom, in this kingdom, Jesus is the king. And, but this is not a kingdom like United Kingdom, Canada, or U.S. Actually, this is wherever the will of God is, there is the kingdom of God, right? Timothy Keller, a great theologian and pastor, he says that the kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. And I want to add to that. If the kingdom of God, we can compare to God's way of doing things, so we can say that Jesus is the role model for God's way of doing things, right? So, uh, He is the role model, and His kingdom, His kingdom, you must get to know Him. Now, and if you want to tell people about this kingdom, we must have to know Jesus. The Apostle Paul wrote... This is one of his letters. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And a couple chapters later, he said, I want to know Christ. Okay. Paul, the apostle Paul, was the one who had an encounter with Jesus. He, he was the one who, who used it to murder Christians. He used it to send them to jail, to prison. But then he had an encounter with Jesus. And many years later, he wrote this letter saying, For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And a couple chapters later, he said, I want to know Christ. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm confused here. I thought you knew him already. You're saying that for you, the most important thing, let's say, is Christ. But then a couple chapters later, you said, I want to know Christ. It takes me to the point that just to know about Christ is not enough. We must to get to know Him. We must to get to know who He is. We must have a relationship with Him. On the next, the next slide, we have uh, King David. He, he was saying, this is a song, and he's saying, Oh God, you are my God, and I long for you. My whole being desires you. Like a dry, worn out, and waterless land, my soul is thirsty for you. Okay, King David was known as a man after God's heart. He knew God. He had a relationship with God. And we, must, we as Christians, we must have relationship with God. Have you ever noticed that the more you walk with someone, the more you begin to be like this person? The more you begin to be influenced by this person? Isn't it right? It happens with everyone. And the same with Jesus, same with God. 
the more we walk with Him, the more we get closer to Him, we, we get deeper in this relationship with Jesus, with God, the more we'll be like Him. The more we can treat people with respect, the more we can love those who need love, the more we can uh, give hope to those who doesn't have any hope. The more you walk with Him, the more you'll be like Him. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached. And what do I mean by preach? Preach is to talk about, to speak out. But in order for you to talk about something, you must believe, right? You must believe, and believe is the same as have faith. So, ask yourself, is, is, is this gospel of the king, is the good news of God's ways of doing things, is it relevant to me? Do I believe in God? Do I believe in Jesus? Do I believe in those things? Ask yourself, what drives me to speak out? What drives me? You know, I have a couple examples here of people you might know. This guy right there. My daughter, she's five, and she looked at him. Oh, this is Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> he is a junior. Yes, he is. What happened to him? He defended what he believed. He had a dream to see the end of segregation in America during a time of extremely violence. He stand up for what he believed. I have another picture for you. Malala Yousafzai. She was shot in the head because she was standing up for what she believed. In which is to, she believed that every girl has the right to go to school, has the right to study. And, and, and fortunately, she's alive today. But they had something in common. They had a drive that moved them to stand up and speak out for what they believed. To, and to believe is to have faith. The Apostle Paul, the one that we just read a couple of verses from, from one of his letters, he was beheaded by, by, by the Roman Empire because he was standing up. He was speaking out for what he believed. Another, another uh, story is about the during Nero's empire. The ancient time, he was, one, he was a, uh, uh, an empire from, Roman, from Rome. And many, like thousands of Christians, they died during... Nero's empire during the, the Roman circus. Many of them, they, were, uh, uh, they died. They were killed by fire. They, they were burned to death. So what drives you to speak about Jesus? What drives you? Strive for what you believe. Strive to live for what you believe. And then, once Jesus is relevant to you, now you can talk about Him. Now you can, you can uh, uh, speak about Him where? The verse says that, in this gospel of the kingdom, will be preached in all the world as a witness. Okay, where is your world? I used to think when I was younger that, okay, I need to go to the nations. I got to go to the nations. I got to go to Africa. Africa, I got to go to China. I need to go to those uh, uh, places where the gospel is hard to get in. Okay, but then I realized, okay, where is my world? 
Where do I live right now? And your world begins in your house. With those that you know, with your family, with your spouse, with your parents, with your brother, your sister, your co-workers, people you come across. They are your world. They need to, to know about Jesus. They need to, to get connected with Jesus. They need to see someone who can uh, be like Jesus to them. And this is our calling. This is our calling. We must, we must do that. Your friends, people you come across. We must build relationship. We must care about them. In order for you to speak about Jesus, about all of those beautiful words that we sang here with Dino, in order for us to do that for others, there are a couple of things that we must do. First, you must accept that you are loved, no matter what. You are loved. You don't have to do anything to be loved by God. The first thing. The second thing. Once you realize your love, there's no way you can love him back. So the second thing. Once you realize I'm loved. He loved the way I am. I must love him back. I want to love you. Because this love attracts you. So you realize he loves you. Then you love him back. Then you will love whatever God loves. Whatever God loves, you will love. Are you with me? Yes. You will love people. You will have compassion with them. You will be gracious toward them. You will be merciful toward them. You will see, this guy, this person, it, it might have been, uh, this person have been, have a, a hard time, you know, a, a bad day. I don't want to be the one who will feed this. I want to give them hope. I want to give them uh, love. I want to see them with respect. What would Jesus do? Jesus would love them, no matter what. So I want to be the one who would do this. And you might think, uh, and I have a few, a few other things for you to do. Find opportunities to connect with them. Okay? You can invite them to watch a game. If you like games, invite them to watch a game. There is the, the if you like basketball, there is a um, madness, uh, the March Madness, the NCAA finals coming up. Or if you have kids and your friend have kids, invite them to a day at the park. You know, we are the ones responsible for those people. You know, so think, okay, what can I do? What can I do to, to be a light in their darkness? What can I do to, to give them hope? Invite them to even special events at church that will ignite their faith. You know what I'm saying? Are you with me today? You have to get out of your comfort zone. Where's your comfort zone now? You have to get out of it. Step back. Take a, a, a step of faith. And think, look at to them and see the beauty in them. See the beauty in people. They matter. We all matter. People matter. And they matter most for the one who bought you with a high price. And if they bought you, if Jesus bought you, he bought them too. But they don't know. And sometimes they need to know. They need, to, they need you. And, and let me tell you this. There are people outside in the world. They're just waiting to hear about Jesus from you. Because somehow you will connect with this person. Somehow your family will connect with their family. And they're there. And they're needing you. So, but you ask, okay, I'm not a pastor. Uh, 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 
I don't know enough about Jesus. I don't know enough about the Bible to, to speak about, the, about, about Jesus. You know, something that I learned in my, during my seminary year is that you're not called to a ministry of answering questions. You are called to a ministry of proclamation. We must proclaim. And as I told you earlier, sometimes you will speak about God. You will speak about Jesus, but others you will act like Him. And people will see Jesus through your actions. And you might ask, okay, I don't know what to do. I don't know, uh, 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 I don't know what to do. Let's watch, let's watch this video really quick. I am a Christian. I am a Christian. I am a Christian. I'm a Christian. I don't swear. I don't cheat. I don't do drugs. I don't have premarital sex. I don't. I don't. I don't. As Christians, sometimes we tend to focus on the don't do's in life. What we can't do. Well, yes, these are all guidelines given to us by God. That is not all he told us to do. We base our lives on what we can't do. And if all you focus on is the negative things in life, it'll be hard to grow from those things. Sometimes that's all that non-Christians see, the I don't do side of Christianity. And all they think that Christianity is, is rules and things that you can't do. But in reality, the best part of Christianity are the things that we can do. Through God, all things are possible. God has given us the power to heal the sick, to find the lost. God has given us the power to do all things. As a Christian, it is our job to promote the good news, to promote what we can do through Jesus. Go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation. As we go through our day-to-day -day lives, whether it be work, school, or sitting at a coffee shop on a Sunday morning, that person sitting over there, that coworker, that friend, they are lost. And they are unaware of one of the greatest things we get to experience by being a Christian. Yet the only way that they're going to know about that is if we take that one step and follow through and share with them the greatness of God. If we would be so unselfish to share the one greatest thing in our life with the person next to us, to tell another person that is lost, the same we once were, about the things through the one true God that we can do. How when nothing in this world is there for you, He is there for you. Through God, we can have a heart like Him, to love the person who is unlovable, that if we would step out of where we feel most comfortable and talk to the drug addicts and the lost and the homeless and realize that God has been there the whole time. In God's eyes, all men are equal and through him we can look and see what he sees. See the love that he has for each and every person in this world. So I challenge you, go through your day-to-day -day life as a Christian. Focus your life around what you can do through God. I am a Christian. I am a Christian. I am a Christian. I am a Christian. I can heal the sick. I can reach the lost. I can love relentlessly. I can change this world. Let me tell you something I learned 
with your pastor. If you know enough about Jesus to be a Christian, then you know enough about Jesus to help someone else become a Christian. Amen? Amen? Your pastor told me that. And I, I, I grabbed that in my heart. I put that in my heart because it's so powerful. It's so powerful. We can move to the next slide. The next one. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. Ooh. What is ending, guys? Yeah. You know what is ending? Anger is ending. Uh, sickness is ending. Cancer is ending. Death is ending. All sorts of sickness is ending. Poverty, cancer, everything is ending. And there's something else that will end too. If you have that longing, the anxiety to one day finally meet with your Jesus face to face will come to an end. And you will see Him. Amen? Amen. 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 This message is to inspire you. Inspire you to believe one day all of those things. If you believe that Jesus, Jesus came to earth, that He died, that He was buried, and that He raised again. If you believe that, all of that, all of those things, sickness, anger, all of that, depression will come to an end. But also, this message is to inspire you to think on those from your family, those who are part of your world. Do they know about Jesus already? Do they know about the same Jesus I know, the one who who one day touched me in a way that no one else could do? Do they know about Him? This message is to inspire you. There are people, they, they need to, 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 to hear the good news. The good news. There is good news, guys. Amen. There is good news. There is good news for you who are lost. Hey, I know it's tough, life is tough, but hey, come here. Let me tell you something. Let me hug you first. But let me tell you this guy. Hey, there is a good news. You know this anger, you know this, this depression, this, this feeling that you are having right now? This can come to an end, man. Let me help you. Let me introduce you to someone who knows how to deal with it. He was the one who overcame the world. And he said, have a uh, cheer up. In the world, we, you will have temptations. But cheer up, I overcame. And if I overcame, you will overcome. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Grace Point Church is located in South San Francisco, California. For more information, 
Look us up online at www.wearegracepoint.com.